Gemara, Sukkad Afton Aleph, Masechet Arakeri, Latzlachat, Shmuel Ben Yehudit, Meshpachto, we begin today's daf on Nun Amud Bet, and we are on the bottom of the Amud, last three words, Amar Rav Papa, Ketanaeh, it's a mahlokit amongst the Tanaim, what are we trying to prove over here, we had a mahlokit on yesterday's daf, that when the Levim sing uh, with the Korban, Ikar Shira Bapeh is the primary song done vocally, or ikar shir bekeli, or the main thing is the instruments. So now we're going to see that this is actually subject to a mahloket tanaim. Ke tanae ditnam, we have a mishnah erchin. This is talking about the music that was played at the time that they used to bring the korban tamid. So who used to uh, play the music? So the Gemara has actually a mahloket. Avdeh Kohanim Hayu. They were the slaves or the servants of the Kohanim. Devre Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yoseh Omer, Mishpachat Bet Apegarim U Mishpachat Bet Sifriya. U Me'ema'um Hayu. So the two families, and they were from a city called Ema'um. Now they were Yisraelim. It was known that the people that came from the city of Ema'um had very, very good lineage. And their families. We know that Kohanim were very, very particular on who they would marry. And they uh, were okay to marry the girls, whether they're single girls or the widows, from this place called Ema'um, because they knew that uh, their lineage was very good. So that's the second opinion. They were the ones that would be the uh, ones that were singing and doing the instruments by the um, by the uh, Korban. Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus Omer Leviim Hayu. Aha. So he says actually the primary ones that were charge of the Shir were the Leviim and Yisraim are indeed uh, Pesulim. Now let's read the top Rashi's over here. Ketanae. Ikar Shir. You got it, David? Yes. Okay, Bechavot. Etanae, Ikai Shir Bateh, O Bekeli. Abdel Kohanim, Hayu, Bemasekh de Rachin Hiao, Hazet Kale Shir Bishashi Shokoban Hayinan, Mishpahat Petapigari, Mishpahat Betsi Paria, Zeshem Amishpahot. Ume Imum, Hayu. Zeshem Mikoma. Right. And the last opinion says. So basically, we have three she taught in, in this inyan of who was involved uh, by the uh, who was involved by the Shia. So the first opinion says they were actually Avde Kohanim. There's no Yehus over there on Abadim, obviously. And the second opinion says, no, that we Yisraelim Yuhasim from this special place. And the third opinion actually says, no, they were what we always thought. They were Levi'im. So the Gemara says, now what's the Mahlokar over here? My love, Beha Kamepalge. Deman Damar Abadim Ayu Kasabar Ikar Shira Bapeh. And therefore, what? The main Shira is verb- vocally. And who does the Ikar Shira? Levi'im. That's the job of the Levi'im, as the Torah says. That's their job. Right, so what were these guys doing? They were playing the instruments. Exactly, the accompaniment. And therefore, since it's not a Klisharet, 
And therefore, Ikar Shira Beper, you can even have Abadim do it. And therefore, no problem. Who was doing the Ikar Shira? The Levi'im. And therefore, that's that opinion. And Uman Dama Levi'im Ayu, Kasavar Ikar Shira Bechli. And the opinion says, no, not only were the Levi'im singing, but Levi were actually playing the instruments. But you need something to be Ra'ui. So it must be they hold Ikar Shira Bekeli. So the Gibra says, wait, Betispera. Does it make sense to say that that is indeed the Mahlokan amongst the Tanaim? Why? How are you going to explain Rabbi Yoseh? Because Rabbi Yoseh is in, uh, is in no man's land. Because what did Rabbi Yoseh say? Yisraelim yuhasim. So what does he hold? My kasavar, i kasavar, i kashira If he holds that, the main thing is the peh, which the Levi'im were doing, afilu abadim nameh. So let abadim do it. What do you need Yisraelim yuhasim? If you order the Ikar Shira as Bechli, so then what? Levim in Yisraelim la. What do I care if the Yisraelim Yuhasim? It has to be Levim. So to frame the Ma'lokin in such a way puts us at a disadvantage in trying to explain Rabbi Yoseh. What is his opinion? So the Gibbara says, Ella, we reject. Everybody holds that the Ikar Shira is done by the Levim. And what's the over here? <coughs> They're just reporting what they did in the Beit HaMikdash. One says, oh, I have a report that it was Abdeh Kwanim. Another one says, no, I have a report that it was Yisraelim. And one says, no, I have a report that it was actually Levim himself. But the Gabe Ikar Shira, Ikar Shira just that they were reporting. So the Gabbara says, Lamayna Fkamina, Stami reporting. We don't need the news over here to know what they did in the Beit HaMikdash unless you're giving me some practical halakha. Uh, so the Gibbara says, no, the big nafkamina. Abotai. It's very important to know this information. <coughs> Why? Which means, when you see somebody playing an instrument while the Nabiim are doing their songs, does that give him status? So, it can give him status for one of two things. <coughs> you could say, wait, if he's playing the instruments with Levi, must be he's a Levi. And if he's a Levi, so then already he gets status to get Ma'aseh Rishon. Or it can give him status at least that maybe he's Miyuhas. And if he comes from the proper lineage families, and therefore it'll be kosher, the Gaber, marriage. You know, when you see people doing certain prestigious things in the Beit HaMikdash, it gives them a certain status. So the question over here is, Ma'alin midukhan, are you able to elevate from people that are by the dukhan the yuhsin or ma'asir? And there's a mahlokan on this. Man de amar abadim ayu, the one that says that it was abadim kasabar, and ma'alin midukhan the yuhsin velo la ma'asir. The rule is when you see somebody in the dukhan, it doesn't give any status. So therefore, it doesn't bother to say it was abadim, because nobody's going to ever think. That just because they saw somebody by the Dukhan, oh, that he's already uh, Ashub. He's not. So if you hold that, you don't use this as a barometer. You can put anybody over there. Put an Evan. I bet you, somebody's going to come marry him. They won't marry him. They're going to check his lineage anyway. You don't automatically assume because he's working by the Dukhan that he's Miyuhat. And nobody's going to think he's Levi either. That they're going to give him uh, Ma'asir. So then, again, if you don't use that as a barometer, so therefore you can let anybody do it, even Abadim. Uman de Amar Israel, are you in the opinion that says that we Israel Kasavar Maalin Midukan the Yuhsim of Alola Maaser? They say, well, we use the Dukan partially. We use it for Yuhsim. 
So therefore, the guy who's working at the Dukhan better have a good yihus. That's where they brought those Yisraelim from, in Ma'un, that special place. However, nobody rules because you see a guy in the Dukhan, that means he's a Levi, necessarily. So we have no problem to let Yisraelim, because nobody's going to make the mistake to give the Yisrael Ma'asir, thinking he's a Levi, because we're not Ma'alev from the Dukhan, then Yan Ma'asir. And the last opinion, and the opinion of Rabbi Hanina bin Antikinos that said that we're actually being playing the instruments. So therefore, if you're going to use the Dukhan as a clearing house for who's a Levi and who gets Ma'asir and who's Meyuhas, you better have Levi'im there. Because therefore, they're going to be them. Now, we're going back to something we did on yesterday's daf when we're viewing now. If you remember, we had an opinion of Rabbi Yosef, which is going to come into play at this point over here, that we had a Mishnah. And the Mishnah sounded like that the Halil, the flute that they blew, it was not Docheh, not Yom Tov, and not Shabbat of Simchat B'Tashoeva, of that uh, Simchat that they did on Sukkot. There, Rabbi Yosef said, there's no argument. Where was the argument? The argument was by the sheet of the Korban, is in a regular Qurban, not on Shu'ibah, is the Khalil is going to be Duhay Shabbat and Yom Tov or not? Rabbi Yosef explained two things. Mahloket be Qurban, meaning is the Khalil Duhay or not? Shabbat. However, everybody agrees, Shizelo Duhay. Now the Gabbara comes along and says, Virabir Miya Bar Abba Amar, we have a different way of learning. Mahloket Bishir Shil Shoeba. Wow. He says the Mahloket is even by the Simchabit Shoeba. The Rabbi Yosef Bariyuda Sava Simcha Yetera Name Doche et Shabbat. Why? Simcha is also a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to be Simcha. And therefore, the Nigina over here that we're talking about, anyway, is only a suit at worst with Rabbanah. So therefore, b'mkom mitzvat simcha to be over a shvut, so na'achamim were ready, lenient b'mkom mitzvah. So therefore, and we have the regular rule of en shvut, b'mikdash. And therefore, it's docheh shabbat. The rabbanan savre, they come along and say no. Simcha yitira in a docheh shabbat. Why? Because that's not considered the avodah of the Beit HaMikdash, the Simchan. Okay, that's an attitude. But it's not considered the avodah. However, Abba Beshish al-Qurban, Devra kol avodai v'edohai Shabbat. So Yerubin Miyah argues on the Yosef on two things. Number one, he says, Legabe Simcha Beit HaShu'ibad, that's already a mahloket. And Legabe Qurban, Kule Alma. So we have a mahloket and how to understand the mahloket. So we have a question from a Braita. Braita says the following. Shir shel sho'eva. Doche et ha-shabbat. Devrer bi yoseh bar yuda. Means the doche et ha-shabbat. Meaning the instruments of doche et ha-shabbat. Vachamim omnim. Af yom tov en ha-doche. But what do you see over here? The Braita has a mahloket legabe sho'eva. Now that cannot be going like Rabbi Yosef. Because Rabbi Yosef learned by Shoeba, that what? It's not Doche. And this Braita shows us that it's actually a Mahaloket. Rabbi Yosef is an Amora. He cannot argue on a Braita, which is Tanaik. The Gemara says, Tiyufta, the Rabbi Yosef. Tiyufta. It's a, it's a knockout. Now, the question is, how much is it a knockout? Because 
you could make an implication from this Mishnah, and you could for this bright, and you can say, wait, it's a machloket by Shoeba, but you can imply that what that maybe by Qurban everybody agrees that it's docher. And if you say that, then it's another question on Rabbi Yosef, because Rabbi Yosef is the one that said that by Qurban it's a machloket. So if you make the diyuk, which, which is not written in the Braita, it's only written in the Braita is Mahlokim b'sho'eva. Good. Now what's the implication? Aval, the korban, everybody will agree, docheh. So that's a second question against Rabbi Yosef. Or you could say maybe different. Maybe you say, no, no, no. Maybe the Braita is giving you the Mahlokim by sho'eva, who had deen the Mahlokim is also by Korban. And why did you give me the machloket by Shoeba? To tell me that even by Shoeba somebody's lenient. To teach us the koach of the matid by Shoeba. But in the Khanami it's a machloket by Shoeba. You can only have a question on Rabbi Yosef from Shoeba and not from Korban. That's going to be the next part of the Gemara. I just gave you the preview of it. So the Gemara says, Lema beshir shil Shoeba u de paligi, aval beshir shil Korban. That would be the implication. But the Qurban, everybody says, and then what? Now it's a question of Yosef on both. On the Sho'eva, because he said Sho'eva is Kula Alma Asur. And Brayta says Sho'eva is a Mahlokan. And he said by Qurban it's a Mahlokan. And the implication of Brayta is by the Qurban, Kula Alma Mutab. So therefore, could be it's the Mahlokas Betarte. Amar lecha Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef can say back, no, peligi beshir shil sho'eba, v'wadin the korban. They're arguing on both. So why the bride only give one example? V'had kamepalge beshir shil sho'eba, l'odi'acha kohod Rabbi Yosef b'Yehuda. Da'filu d'sho'eba na'medachayek. Because the Kamerun wants to tell you the co-op, the matir. That what? That even Shoeba, that's only a Sibhayatera, doesn't matter. We still have a Matir. But Ruadin, the Ma'lukr is also by the Korban. The Aketani, the only problem is, what do you do with our Mishnah? We learned uh, in our Mishnah, Zehu Halil Shel Beta Shoeba, She'eno Doche, Lo Eta Shabbat, Velo Yom Tov. Now, what is Zehu? This is the Halil that's not Doche. Implying that what? That there's another halil that is doheh. So the Gemara says, Zehu de'eno doheh. The halil of Shoeba. Aval de korban doheh. But it sounds like what? The korban is going to be doheh. Now wait. According to Rabbi Yosef, we said that by korban it's a machloket. So the Gemara says, wait, who then is the author of our Mishnah? You have to find me an author that's going to say two things. That by Shoeba, it's not Dohe, and by Korban, it is Dohe, because that's the implication of the Mishnah. <laughs> so the Gemara says, Mani, you can't tell me it's that opinion, because we just read in the Braita, Ha Amar, Shir Shil Shoeba Namid Dohe. He said that even the Shir Shil Shoeba is Dohe. We just read in the Braita. So he cannot be the opinion of our Mishnah. Ela, who's the opinion of the Mishnah? Ela Lab Rabbanan. And they're going to hold what? That Shoeba is not Dohe, but what? By Korban, yeah. Which means what? That means by Korban, everybody agrees it's Dohe. But you, Rabbi Yosef, said that by Korban, it's actually a Mahloket. So the Gemara says, Utiuftad, Rabbi Yosef, Betarte. Now he asked Rabbi Yosef a question from the second thing he said. The second thing he said is by Korban, it's a Mahloket. But from Amishnah, you see that what? 
That's not a makhlukah. The Rabbanan only uh, uh, said they were mahmir by shu'ibah, but they were not mahmir by korban. The Gebra says, ti yuftah. So look at that. Well, the premises that we said on yesterday's nafin of Yosef, one day later, were now uh, knocked out from a Braita and a Mishnah. My demand amar ikar shira bichli. Now we're going to some uh, origin. What is the basis of this opinion that says ikar shira bichli? That the main shira is what? With the instruments. We have a pasuk in Devre Hayamim. Vayomir cheskiyahu leha'alot ha'olal hamizbayas. That's to bring the korban. At the time that they started to bring the korban, they started to sing, and they had the trumpets. Now, it sounds like over here that the Nigina uh, that was done over here was done with a keli. Because the Pasuk says, David, Israel. So it sounds like what the shir was done with a keli. What does the rabbis do with ikar shira bape? Well, they found the pasuk dichtiv in also the rayamim. Vayhi keehad lemehasesrim bilamshorerim lashmiya kolehad. Over here, the pasuk doesn't really mention the instruments. It just mentions the mishorerim, the singers. So you see, the main thing is the singers. The idach nameh. What is this rabbi going to do with the pasuk of Hizkiyah that we read in the Yamim? Ha ketiv ayom and which sounds like that there was a kelim because it says kle David, the instruments of David. Now haki kamar hehil shir Hashem bape. The main thing is to sing the song by the korban vocally. Al David Israel and the instruments. Yeah, not against having instruments, but the instruments are only to sweeten it up, but not that they are ikar shira to make it pleasant. But according to the opinion that says ikar shira what does he do with the pasuk that we read? Now. Uh, doesn't say anything about klishir, so it says achi kaamar mishorerim dumiad mehasesrim, which means the singers were similar to those that blew the trumpets. What sense were the singers? They're similar to the ones that the mehasesrim and the mishorerim, because the pasuk juxtaposes them together. They had something in common. What did they have in common? Ma mehasesrim bechli, just like obviously you need to blow the hasosrot, the trumpets. It's a keli. So too when the Mishorerim are singing, they have to do it al keli. So it's from the juxtaposition of Hasusrim and Mishorerim that teaches them ikara shira bechli. Okay, Rabotai, Matniti. Famous Mishnah. Mishelora asimha beta shoeva. The person not experienced. And see the simha beta shoeva. Lord Asimha Miyamah. We did not see, not that he didn't see Simha. A person could have Simha. I mean, we got married, he had parties, but he didn't see a complete Simha. He didn't see a perfect Simha Miyamah. That was the, the ultimate Simha. So what happened over here, it was Motsa'e Yom Tov. 
What did they do? Yardu le'ezrat nashim. They went down into the Beit HaMikdash to the area that's called Ezrat Nashim. Umetakenim sham tikkun gadol. And they would make over there a great tikkun, a rectification. What did they build over there? Mechitzot. Because they knew that they're going to have now Subhabit They wanted to make sure that the men do not uh, go with the woman. So therefore they made it tikkun gadol. I saw brought down in some of the sefarim. What does it mean? We have a law that says that you're not allowed to uh, prepare work for Chola Mo'ed. Anything you can do before Chola Mo'ed, you do before Chola Mo'ed, you cannot be mechaven your melacha for the Mo'ed. So over here, let them build the Mechitzah before Yom Tov. All of a sudden it comes uh, on Chola Mo'ed, they start building. <coughs> you, 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 knew, you knew Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala was coming. It's not like something that happened. Build it from before. You mechaven your melacha for the Mo'ed. So they said, no, you're dealing with the Bet HaMikdash. The Bet HaMikdash has clear dimensions. And you can't fool around with those dimensions until it's the moment, moment that it's necessary. Otherwise, the Torah says, the Azarah has got to be a certain size, and the Azarah says to be a certain size. So to go from before, which you did, once already you have an overriding reason, like in this case over here, for Sini'ut and stuff like that, okay, so then already we have a reason and a purpose, so therefore it's going to be Dore. But otherwise you're bound by the dimensions that's written in the Navi. Menorot, and those dimensions are Me'akev. Menorot, Shel Zahab, Ayusham. They used to have what? I mean, you need lights, you need chandeliers. So what was the chandeliers they had in those days? Menorot, Shel Zahab, gold, and they had four sefalim, they call it, yeah, pitchers filled with oil on on top of it in order to carry the uh, the oil. So there was uh, four lamps that came out of it. And there was four ladders that climb up the menorah in order to light it. They would take the pirche, the young kohanim that would climb up. So they would take 120 log of oil, which is a tremendous amount of it, and they would fill up the menorah. The Benichai says that the Nyam, why they had a menorah of four, is because this is also the Nyan of Subhat Torah, and since the Torah is divided into four sections, which is Pardes, Pshat, Remesh, Dras, Sod, so therefore, Kiner, Mitzvah, Veturahod, so the Torah is Or, so therefore, they were <coughs> lighting the four, and that's why they used Perhekeuna, which corresponds to the Limud of Tinakot Shabbat Rabban, that the young Tamidim that study Torah, and as we're going to learn, that's why they took 120 law, Keneged Shenotav Shel Moshe Rabbeinu. Keneged, 120 years that Moshe Rabbeinu lived. So all these were symbols in order to mehazek the inyan of the Muda Torah. She'em matin chosefe vesefe. Bila'em mechnaseh kohanim umehem neyehen. Behem ayum mafkiim ubehem ayum adlikim. Which means they would take the remnants uh, of the worn out uh, clothes of the queen, specifically their what? Their belts. And from here, they would rip them, Mafkiim is to rip them, and they would make pitilot, they would make wicks out of them, and with that, they would be badlik. And I saw the Mefarshim also asked, 
Why specifically the Avnet? Why didn't they take uh, some other uh, some other garments? And they explained that uh, that these begadim that they used, like we know the bigdei kuna mechaper on certain averot, the begadim that they used were the begadim that are mechaper on hidhud on bed hasbashulam immoral thoughts, and therefore the achamim were concerned that now you're making a party and there's men and there's women and hasbashulam it could cause. Hirurim, it because have some bad thoughts. So they specifically took the bigdei kehuna that were mechaper on those items, and that's what they use in order to flame, in order to mehazek them, so they should not come to hazb shalom hirurim naim. The abnet. That's a, that's another reason. That's in of hikon, in order to separate upper body from lower body, which is in yad of kedusha. No. Right. right. And we have the answer that we saw in the Sabarim that they did it in order to make taken the Nyanav Hirhur. There was not a courtyard in Jerusalem. The light was so great, it lit up all the Hatserot. Hasidim, Vanshem, Maaseh, Ayu. They were over there, the Hasidim and the Anshem, Maaseh. So they would be dancing. <coughs> and what were they dancing? They were dancing And they had which means these torches in their hand over here. And the Rashi says they were actually juggling them. Some are good jugglers. They can use four at a time. Some even eight, Rashi says. And what happened? And they would say words of uh, praise. You see, of the Sadiqim, it's not a circus, that even at the times of the juggling, so they come along and they have kabanot. What's the kabanot over here? Kabanot is that the Kubalim write that the person has to be and then the hashpa'ah comes back down. So but what do you do when you juggle? You throw something up, and then what happens? Another one comes down. And therefore, they were mechaven in the yana of the juggling of to be to be ma'aled hashpa'ah, and then the hashpa'ah carried down. So there was, was kabanot. So that's what it means. They were singing the virtuous ba'ot l'ashem at that time. Valviim bechinorot. And of course, the Nevi'im were playing the instruments. Kinorot is what? You have the English there. Kinor is the violins or the harps. And Nevi'im. The lyres. L-Y. Okay. Umetzaltayim. The cymbals. And Hasasurot is the trumpets. Ubechlishir and other types of instruments. Below Mispar. Unlimited. And where did they set the band up? Al-Hamesh, Israel, Ma'alot, Hayardot, Me'azat, Israel, Azat, Nashim. There were 15 steps. That would go down from the Azat Yisrael into the Azat Nashim Keneged, Hamesh Israel Shira Ma'alot Shibateilim. Right? We have the 15 chapters that begin with Shira Ma'alot or Shira Ma'alot, the 15 Keneged, the 15 steps that are at this place in the Beit HaMikdash. Sha'alehem, Levim Omdim, Bechlishir, Veomrim Shira. At the time of Sufhan Beit HaShoeva. Ve'amdu Shne Kwanim Beshara Alion, Shiyored Me'azat Yisrael, Azat Nashim. The two Kwanim would stand. At the upper gate, that is the exit from Azat Israel to the Azrat Nashim, Mushte has also been there two trumpets in the end. Karag Gever, 
And when they would get the signal, they would call out, Taku, Veriu, Vitaku. That's a siman already. Fill the water up. Go to Mayana Shilua and go fill the water. Giyu le Ma'ala Asirit. When they got to the tenth step, Taku, Veriu, Vitaku, they blew again, Tikiat, Tiruat, Tikiat. Higiyu le Azra, when they finally got down the steps to the Azrat Nashim, Taku, Veriu, Vitaku, they blew again. And then what happened? Ayu Tukim, Volkim. They would blow the Tikiot until they get to. Till they got to the gate that exits the Beit Hamikdash to the east. They turned their, their faces from facing east, and now they faced actually Ma'arav, which is the facing in the direction of the Azara. The Amru and they said, "Avotenu shayu b'makom Our ancestors, our fathers that were in this place. Their back was to the temple and they faced east and they worshipped the sun. We're not like that. We face and we pray and direct our prayers to Yah Yudke. The Biuda Omer, We are to God and God is to us. Now the question is. Why would they come along and disparage their fathers? Which means, it's true, okay, maybe they worship Abu Dazara, but are you allowed to do such a thing? So there's different answers that they say. Some say that the Kabbalah was to be them, so it'll be Kaparat Avonot. And some say that they uh, wanted to make sure that there's no Inyan of Marit Ayin. Because when they were leaving the Beit HaMikdash, so therefore it was the time of the sunrise. Could be when the sun was coming up or the sun was coming down. So therefore, they didn't want the people to think that when they're leaving, that now they're doing it on purpose in order to connect to the sun. So there was another Hazrat Shalom, and I like our ancestors. <coughs> they did it, <coughs> but we are to Yah. The reason why they use that Shem Yah is because it's 15, which they just came down to 15 steps. So therefore, they use the Shem to correspond <coughs> where they just came from. The Gemara will explain what the Behuda added by saying, Anu the Yah. <coughs> He never saw a complete Samhaf. He didn't see Samhaf Whoever did not see Jerusalem in all its glory, he never saw a city that was so pleasant, so beautiful. Whoever did not see the Beit Hamikdash in its building and construction, you didn't see a beautiful building in your life. Now, which Beit Hamikdash are they referring to? They cannot be referring to the Beit Rishon because these rabbis did not live at the time of the Beit Rishon, and they really can't be referring to the original uh, construction of Beit Shini because it wasn't so. Uh, 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 fancy or nice compared to Bait Rishon. So what are they saying? So the Gemara says, Hordos. Hordos the king came along and made renovations on the second Bait HaMikdash. And it was referring to these renovations that he made that the Gemara is saying that that was considered Binyan Mefu'al. What did he do? He used special types of marble. Bimai Banya, how did he build it? 
אמר רבה באבני שיישה ומרמרה. Normally the way you build, you put the marble on top of each other and you put the cement in between or the limestone to hold it. But it takes away from the beauty because you see the limestone in between. So he came along and he built it in a way where you put one brick, let's say in the first row, and then you jut out the other brick that's coming out a little. So there's some, a gap in between and you can put the limestone underneath so you don't see it. So all really you see is the, the stones themselves. So it says, a pig safa ba'il safa. One row. was uh, jutted out, and Runro was recessed in. That's why he built it in and out, in and out. <coughs> and what? <coughs> in order that it can receive the limestone, but it doesn't take away from the, the beauty. If he did that, he wanted to now plate it in gold. They said, leave it, don't touch it. It's beautiful the way it is. For the different colors, the way it looked, the white and the greens, <coughs> it looked like waves. You looked at it, uh, you know, the waves of the ocean. It, was, it had a beautiful look. They said, don't touch it, they leave it. The gold was only, uh, could take away from the aesthetic beauty. Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Mi shelora'a, yuploston shel Alexandria shel Mitzrayim, lora'a bechudam shel Yisrael. That's a word, Uh, she says it's Greek. Now what does that mean over there? It's the, the place where the uh, Hashuvim, the Bnei Israel, the important uh, uh, offices and the dignitaries, they would sit in that uh, place over there. Diu always is referring to two, because we're going to learn that there was like um, two rows of, uh, of benches. And therefore the Gemara is going to say that uh, they used to sit in these places. If you look at that, the Gemara says, Amru kemin basiliki gedola. That's like a basiliki, it's like a armon, like a castle. Haita satyo lefnim satyo. And there were rows, uh, one rows, long rows, obviously, and then behind it another row. So therefore, it's called diu. That's what they call it, uh, diu plus ton. Diu is two, because it was a, Uh, rows behind rows. The Ashish Nashon is Satyol Katfun the Shibat Salin Shul Alexandria. Alexandria, there are many Hashuv Jews over there. And when they would sit, Shalchu Sham Yohanan Bekirem Vesere Hayalim Nachar Hurban Bayit Lishon. They exiled themselves there after the Hurban. Bimei Yirmiyah V'yashmu Sham V'afapi Sha'ala Sham Nebuchadnezzar V'yalim at Mitzrayim. Even though Nebuchadnezzar went to Egypt and he killed the people over there, they hid in that spot over there. And therefore, um, <coughs> There was um, a basilica that she says, Palterin Givuhin, Basilica Ot. Okay, and who sat over there? Pe'amim Shayuba Shishim Ribo. And now we're talking about these, <coughs> like the synagogue that they had in Alexandria. So sometimes you had in this basilica, you had enough Shishim Ribo, more than Shishim Ribo. Pe'amim Shayuba. Kiflaim ki yotzei Mitzrayim. Kiflaim means you had 1.2 million. What kind of place is this over there? I mean, there were 600,000 Jews left Egypt between 20 and 60. This is Kiflaim. So you had over a million. Ve'ayuba shiv'im ve'achad katadraot. There were 71 hashuv chairs. Shel zahav. Made out of gold. Kenegit shiv'im ve'achad 
שיר סנהדרין גדולה, כנגד the seven one rabbis of the סנהדרין. כל אחת ואחת אין הפחותה מ-21 ריבו ככלי זהב. And the weight of it, none is less than 21 ריבו, that's 21 myriads, it's 21 times 10,000, כיכרי זהב, gold bullion, gold uh, loaves. ובימה של עץ במסעיתן, זה בימה, אצל חזן סטוד, made out of wood. וחזן הכנסת עומד עליה. The Shamosh would stand over there, actually on it. וסודנים בידו, it was so big, they needed a system to let the people know when to answer Amen. So we had סודנים, what's a סודנים? Like the flags. וכיוון שהגיע לענות Amen, when the time to answer Amen was, הלמני בסודן, he would wave the סודן, וכל העם עונים Amen. And then the people would know at that point to answer Amen. So therefore they gave them this service. Now, there was no mixed seating. Of course, we're not talking about men and women. But even amongst the men, there was not mixed seating. Everybody sat according to their industry. The goldsmiths had their section. The silversmiths had their section. The silversmiths that's the coppersmiths, that, I'm sorry, the, 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 the ironsmith is, uh, is the napahim, is the coppersmith, the gardim, that's the weavers, when an ani would enter, so we would know exactly where to sit, and therefore what? He would get a job. It was a chesed they did. When the, when the unemployed guy came in, he said, okay, wait, what, what do I know how to do? Oh, I know how to work with gold. So he goes sit over there with the gold section, and therefore they would hire him. <coughs> so they did it as a chesed, so the people could know exactly where their, uh, their job might come from. What happened, unfortunately? Alexander of Macedonia came to uh, Alexandria, and he unfortunately killed them all. My What's the reason why those uh, Jews of Alexandria got punished? Because they transgressed what it said in the pasuk. Which means after they left Mitzrayim in uh, the Exodus, so the Torah bans us from going back and establishing kahal in Mitzrayim. And therefore, they went against that, that rule. The inu adur atu. And they went back and they, they made the uh, yeshuv. They were very on the mitzvah uh, Question over here is, uh, okay, so they went against the lot ta'aseh. Is it punishable by, uh, by death? That's not a, a lab she'ish bo mitad bedin, or mitad bedin shamayim. So he says, "Ha'avera shli Yeshua Alexandria yata hamura kol kach mishum shemehamit yashivim arishonim nishpeul yirmiya sheikamut nevuato vafapichen kishesidam shelo yedu lemitzrayim." He warned them not to go v'trabahem shemirdu yanshu velo eshkichobo, which means the explanation why it was so bad because they were warned. Yirmiya <coughs> said, "Don't go down," and they disregarded the prophet. And therefore they got their punishment. What happened? The Gemara tells us an amazing story. Ki ata 
when um, Alexander and Mokedon got to Alexandria, which is probably why they call it Alexandria, he saw the Jews that were reading the Sefer Torah, and they got to the following Pasuk. The Pasuk said that, that God is going to send a nation from far away, as far as like the eagle flies. And what happened? They're going to come and going to destroy so Alexander said, wait. He saw about himself. He says his boat was destined to reach the port at Alexandria in 10 days. However, the wind came and blew the boat and they got there in half the time. And therefore, he understood that must be he's the one to fulfill this pasuk. He's the goyman hawk. And he's going to be filled the kilalot. Nafal alayu vekatlinu. And he went and he pummeled to them. And no alenu. Those Jews were killed. <coughs> the Rambam himself, how do you go back? That's a big question that they all ask in Harambam. How do you go back to Mithraim? So there's different, uh, there's different Yishuvim over there. Some say that Harambam used to sign his letters. Ani Moshe ben Maimon ha'over shlosha lavim b'chol yom. I'm transgressing three lavim b'chol yom because it's three different places. But it's hard to imagine that that an Imam would be over shlosha lavim and not not leave. So there's different different ways of explaining it. Some say that uh, after the Orban um, b'tamigdash, when the Nitzotzot, like the Rizal says, went back into Mitzrayim, so you can go back to Mitzrayim now because you have to pick up the Nitzotzot, which is the the tikkun needed to be done there. And some say he had no choice because he was working for the sultan. So therefore, if you have a sorus of Parnassah, so and some say it's not, it's only to my way, you're moving as a nation back. And I was individual. He went back as an individual. He didn't move back as a, you know, as a, and some say it's only when you're coming back from Eretz Israel. It's a certain derech, lo teshub derech. You cannot take the same route that the Jews took, but he took a different route. So there are ways to answer. And obviously, Rabbam is uh, not going to be or these things over here. Okay, the we'll stop over here. Huh?